and welcome to Improbable Things. I'm Jay Grace Pennington, and this is my podcast where I share six improbable thoughts before breakfast, which consists of six thoughts about reading, writing, or storytelling in general. So this is my first podcast of the new year, and I have my six things ready for everyone, so let's get started. Number one, of course, I had to update everyone on... Uh, the editing I've been doing on my novel, Firmament Humanoid. And I actually did finish the rewrites right before the end of last year. And I've been going over the last, just going over it again for some last few edits before sending it off to my editor, um, hopefully the end of this week or the beginning of next perhaps. But anyway, um, I'm really happy with how the rewrites went. Um, the, the climax was really the main part that needed to be reworked. It was very, um, I don't know, it was kind of anticlimactic. It was very slow, not a lot of action going on. I knew as I was writing it, this was not going to stay that way. So I had to kind of rework that whole thing, write the last few chapters basically totally from scratch. But it's so much better now. I'm really happy with the changes that I made. And I think they also um, tie some things from the past together with some things from the future of the series a lot better. So I'm really happy with that. Number two, one thing that I'm going to have to do for this book very soon now that I'm getting so close to putting it out is actually write the back cover copy and also finish working on the cover. So basically for the cover, I have the artwork, um, uh, the artist sent it to me maybe about a week ago or maybe a little more, and it's absolutely gorgeous. I'm so excited to share it with everyone. It just, it makes me excited to look at because he captured what I wanted just so perfectly, but I still have to go into Photoshop and put in the title, the byline, the back cover copy, the text on the spine, all that sort of stuff. And I am not a photo editor, Photoshop person. Um, so that's usually a slightly frustrating process, but it's thankfully not too bad because I have the original files from the other covers. So I can, you know, put in the, I can go into the text and just change the content of it and change the color to match the color of this cover or whatever. You know, I don't actually have to do the design work myself. So got to do that. And then of course, actually have to write the back cover copy, which is possibly even more frustrating because you just have to take this entire novel that you've just written. And this turned out to be the longest firmament book yet by far. It's more than 10,000 words longer than the last one. So I've got to summarize all of that in just like a couple of paragraphs and do it in a way that is going to be intriguing to people that have no idea what the book is, people that have read the rest of the series, people that haven't, all of that sort of thing. So got to sit down and just force myself to do that at some point. Most likely I'll do it while the book is off at the editors since then I'll have not much else to work on. So got to start thinking about that. The number three, uh, one thing that I got for Christmas was a really cool planner that I'm super excited to start using. I was really sick over New Year's and for a couple days after. So just kind of getting back on my feet the past few days. And so I haven't actually started using this planner yet, but 
it was something I asked for. Really happy that I got it. And I mean, it's just basically, I mean, it's a planner. It's not like anything revolutionary. Um, but I liked it because for one thing, it doesn't have any dates in it. So it it's like for monthly, weekly, and daily, but you fill in the date. So it can be whatever month you want, whatever week, whatever day, you know, it's, it's flexible in that way. And then I just liked the format and especially of like the weekly and daily sections. It just has little places where you go in, you like, like for instance, on the week, the weekly, you know, you summarize how you feel your last week went, how you're feeling about this week upcoming up, um, what are like the three essential things you have to get done this week? And then what are four other important goals you have? And, um, just sort of some things I'm, I'm, I don't remember if those are the exact things, but just things like that. And then also for the daily kind of similar, um, something you're looking forward to that day, um, how you're feeling about the day. And then also at the end, you go back in and summarize how you feel the day went again, put in some essential goals, some hopeful goals, you know, just kind of, I liked the way that it was laid out and I feel that it could, I've, I've tried a lot of planners that have not really been much help or really even gone very well, but I feel like the way that this one is laid out could be really helpful for the way that I do process goals and days and weeks and months. So I'm hoping to start trying it soon and that it will help me stay on track with my goals for writing and other things as well. I usually have specific tasks I need to do with housework um, and just other things like that. So really hopeful and excited to start using that. So number four, I really wanted to start reading aloud more to my girls. Um, and so I went a few days ago, I just looked at their bookshelf and there's a bunch of books on there. I just have to read to them in the future. And I've been holding off on most of those books because I know they won't really understand or appreciate them yet. And I don't want to jump the gun on it. Like I want them to really be able to enjoy whatever I read to them. Cause a lot of these are just classics books. I've really loved so much. And so I was just kind of looking, going, what might they enjoy? And also do I not care that much about? <laughs> and so I settled on Alice in Wonderland. We had a couple copies of it and I enjoy Alice in Wonderland, but it's obviously very strange. It's never been like a huge favorite of mine. It's, it's amusing. Um, it's obviously a classic, but you know, I could take it or leave it. So I thought, you know, it's also funny. So I thought I would just start reading it to them a little bit, you know, a chapter as I can. And just, I let them play with some kind of quiet toys and they just listen. Well, they listen somewhat. I, I can't really tell how much they're listening, obviously. But one thing that is funny, they definitely either don't listen to or don't comprehend like the entire chapter and what happened in the story, but they'll usually pick out like one thing and it's always something really, um, like it's not even a main point in what was going on. So I'll ask them after the chapter, like, so what happened? And maybe it's a chapter where, so, so yesterday, here's a great example. I read them the chapter where Alice goes into the white rabbit's house to get his, um, fan and gloves. And while she's there, she drinks something and grows huge and can, can barely fit in the house and can't get out. And then they come and they're scared and they're trying to get her out, whatever. And so that's what happened in the chapter. So when I asked, and then at one point 
as the animals are trying to figure out how to get Alice out of the house, the white rabbit says, I think we're going to have to burn the house down. And of course, Alice is quite worried about that and tells them, yells for them not to do that. Well, after I was done with the chapter, I asked my oldest, so what happened in that part that we just read? And she was like, burn the house down. They were going to burn the house down. And it's just because, you know, something like that stands out to her as being like, what? Burn a house down. Like, that's crazy. So I just thought that was funny. There was another, not, not really the same, but just another example of them getting just what they want to, I guess, out of stories. Um, we had had some problems with some of them telling lies lately. So I sat down and told them the story of the boy that cried wolf. And at the end of it, I said, so what do you think we learned from that story? And my three-year-old said, well, he should have said, can you help me with the wolf, please? Instead of just yelling, help, 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 when the wolf was coming to get the sheep. <laughs> and I was just trying so hard not to laugh because, I mean, you know, asking politely, that's a good lesson to learn, but really has nothing to do at all with the story. And honestly, if a wolf is coming to eat your sheep, you really don't have to say, please, it's really okay just to yell for help. But <laughs> that was what her little brain got out of it. And I thought it was great. So we have lots of fun with stories and it's, I know it's only going to get more fun as they grow older, which they are much too fast. So number five, my currently reading, and I actually just finished this late last night, but um, I read Jane Austen's Persuasion. I've only read a couple of Jane Austen books before and those, um, one of them just a couple of years ago. So I'm not, I haven't really gotten that deep into Jane Austen. Um, but this was one that I'd obviously heard about. And then um, on that, um, I mentioned a while back that I had read a book called Book Girl by Sarah Clarkson and that she recommends a whole bunch of books to read in there and that I was going to try to read all of them, which will take me quite a while because there's a lot of them and there's also many other books I want to read. But the first book that she recommends was Persuasion. And so I thought, that'd be a great one to start with. So I started it toward the end of last year and then just finished it yesterday. And I've really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know where I can rank it. So the ones I've read are Emma and Pride and Prejudice. Emma was definitely not my favorite. I do think I might appreciate it more if I read it again, because I read it a really long time ago, like over a decade for sure. So I'm not sure how I might feel about it now. But um, Pride and Prejudice, I really did appreciate and enjoy. But there was just something, I think, in this one, in Persuasion, that really pulled me in. And definitely the character of, of, of Anne, of Anne Elliot, was really part of it. And just, I don't know, her, her thoughts and her way of just living and seeking to be dutiful and serve those around her like all of that I really liked and the romance too like I I'll I'll go into this a little more later but I hate romance novels so much I just hate them (laughs) and even like clean ones generally 95% of the time I do not like but what I love in Jane Austen and I especially found in this is just the the way that the love story is so dignified and while still being so powerful there's still so much emotion there but it is governed by propriety 
and duty and things like that that we don't seem to have much of anymore and also how much of it is of the mind um and just people's thoughts about it and it's just more um I don't know how to even explain it I just know that the fact that there's this sort of sweet but dignified emotion rather than being anything like physical or anything like that really appealed to me and really pulled me forward um, through the book. So I enjoyed it. Really glad that I read that one. Definitely hoping to get around to her other books at some point. But there's just so many books to read in the world. Who knows when I will get there. So number six, I wanted to talk just a little bit because as I've been making my plans for this year and for what projects I'm going to pursue, what goals I'm going to have, one thing I have had to wrestle with, as always, is just balancing in my writing, balancing things that I just love and feel passionately about and in really enjoy personally and writing from a business standpoint. So one thing I noticed when I looked over my lifetime sales for all of my books last year was that my non-speculative fiction books just sell so much better than my science fiction and science fiction is a love of mine and the firmament series in particular and it's something that I am going to continue and that I am going to obviously with the series I'm going to finish it and all of that because I love it and I feel like there is a place for it and it's something I would have wanted to read and it's something I enjoy writing and gets me excited but also I have felt like I should also start bringing in more of other things. So um, other genres um, and also in my marketing, start focusing a little more on marketing my other books than I have been because I think that would be more um, practical and beneficial. And this is a business as well as an art and as well as creativity. So that's one thing. And then also... Um, just writing what I love is just the novel and having an actual book in my hand and a full length story that people can enjoy beginning to end. But I've had so much more success this past year with writing the, for, for Kindle Vela. And so that made me think I should write because a lot of people have said a lot of really successful Vela authors have said it's good to write specifically for Vela. It's, it's going to go even better if you can have something that is written specifically to be serialized and it just is going to have a little bit different flavor and a little bit different flow than something that was written as a novel and then you put it in serialized format which makes total sense so I was thinking of writing something along those lines and then one thing I've definitely noticed and this is true in all fiction but I think it stands out even more in Vela at least at my experience is that most of what's successful is going to be romance (laughs) and I would say because I have to look at a lot of other people's velas um, as part of marketing mine. There are some I absolutely will not do. Like, obviously, there's a lot of, like, erotica and that sort of thing, which is just against my principles. And there's just a lot of, like, stuff that I'm just like, ugh. Like, there's a lot of werewolf romances and stuff. I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I don't do the paranormal romance. But, um, and, and again, again, even the clean stuff which I have no problem with. I just don't like it. I don't enjoy that kind of story. I just don't. And so 
I was trying to think what could I do that might be a successful project on Vela. And then I remembered that I did a long time ago. So of course, every writer knows you just have random ideas <laughs> occasionally, just like throughout life and you forget them if you don't write them down. So I have several notes on my phone that are just full of like random ideas or notes or whatever for potential story ideas. And one, I did have an idea for a science fiction romance at one point, actually. <clears throat> so I thought, well, I should take that and turn it into a Vela story. And it would also be more casual as my other stories. I would not write the whole thing up front, although I would plan it up front. And I've already talked to my editor about maybe being able to edit it and be paid just as I go along. So that is one thing I'm going to try to do this year is write my version of a romance. We'll see whether it's romantic enough to be popular. <laughs> But I just want to do it. I just want to find that balance where it's it's still me and it's still things I feel good about writing and want to write. But it's something also where I can write to the audience that's there. And so because another thing I thought about is that I should, I don't know whether I'll get to this this year or if this will be next year, but sometime soon I should turn back to my novel shows that I wrote year before last which is just general um, Christian fiction and edit that and get that out there because um, my other books that again are not science fiction have done well. And I also do feel really strongly about this story and feel that it could be really powerful um, to readers. So um, anyway, I just have to sort all that out and figure out the balance in all those areas and yeah, just how I can make it a business while also um, still being true to what I care about as a writer and, and also of course balancing in there, like what I feel called to do. And, um, so much, so many of these are stories that I do feel were given to me by God to tell. And I of course am going to stay true to that and keep that as a major priority in my work. So it's going to be interesting. And then of course, having to balance all of that with just life and kids and family and house, and then having a new baby this summer, I've, I've cleared off like a lot of my summer to not have a lot of projects going on. And so, uh, yeah, lots of figuring out balance, lots of trial and error and all of that. But, um, I think it's really worth it. And I'm really glad that, that last year I managed to get things picked up back up again with writing and I really hope that I can find a way to sustain that even through all the changes that life brings. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for sticking with me um, and for coming back after my two-week holiday break. Um, I hope that everyone has a great day. Find some great stories to read. Let me know if you've read Persuasion, Alice in Wonderland, what you think of those. Do you use a planner and has it been helpful for you? And um, just how, if you are an artist, how you find balance between passion projects and um, the business side of things. Uh, I really want to know all of that from all of my listeners out there. So again, thank you so much. Have a great day and stay improbable. Bye.